Oh boy, how are we doing over there? <laughs> I'm not doing fine. I just, yeah, you, you wouldn't believe what I'm being asked to do at work. It's crazy. Like, uh, I'm actually not even allowed to talk about it, but um, without saying anything, like, we're going to raid a plan, like, within the next day or two. And they're like, you need to go outside and do an audit. And, like, the next day or two, and, and the team spends, like, months planning these things. And I'm like, and I'm going to be there, so that's going to be fun. Could get contentious. Like, what's that? Could get contentious, huh? Well, yeah, I mean, I don't go out on if I'm only going to be there in case the plan. Uh, it's, sometimes when you do this, apparently they, you know, they won't open the door or they'll do stall tactics or they'll shut you down or, you know, whatever. I don't know. But we'll have attorneys there too, so I'm kind of just along for the ride, I think. Oh, man. All right. Well, let's, let's not get you in trouble. And let's... Oh, man. Let's let's de-stress. Let's talk about um. Let's talk about a pizza oven that I would like to be cremated in someday. Yeah, well, I, it's almost big enough for that. Wow. Well, I'm, t- I'm I wish you could like trailer that thing to the draft and have a little pizza too, the way it looks. But man, thing looks great. Pe- yeah, it, it, you can buy a cart for it, but I when I when I um when uh, my, you know my wife and I whenever we do a project in the house, we start usually negotiating on who gets what and. So I negotiated a, a pizza oven, and so I had to make this like side island thing for the big grenade and I made a spot for the pizza oven that I wanted. So well, that's nice. Yeah, I don't want to downplay because I know uh, Bully sent one too. We were texting, and his looks well, awesome I, too. But it looks more like it, it looks like a really good one for like a convenience. Whereas you got maybe just the pictures throwing me off, but it looks like a commercial size. Like it looks like a maybe I'm misreading the size of the picture, but it looks like a you know. Spaceship looks, you know, it's amazing, but yeah. So originally, I was actually going to get the same exact one that Goli got, and then, um, and then, uh, I started looking at them, looking at them, and then, um, this one I found this one that I liked, and so I, I narrowed it down to like the top three. Goli's was the one on the on the list, it, it's very, very highly rated, and then there was the other two that were a little bit more, more expensive. One of them went on sale for a couple hundred bucks. And then I was, and then I told, and, and you get like a free pizza too, although I already have one. And then, and then I told Heather, I said, hey, I'm going to buy this one. And she's like, all right. And then there, there was this other one, which was actually the one I wanted, but, you know, there was almost no difference. I just like this other one a little bit more. And it went on like a, it went on like a significant sale. So then I nabbed that one. And it's uh, 33 inches wide and it weighs 311 pounds. Dang. Yeah. So it's pre- it's a pretty good size, and uh, you, so you can make a. It's you saw a picture, obviously, but it's wood fire, so you make a fire in there, and you push all the coals over, and you throw a pizza in there, and that can comfortably. It says it fits two pizzas, but only fits one really. So I can make, well, I, I can make two personal size pizzas in there if I wanted. That would get a little dicey, but I just make make them one at a time in there. Well, that's a beautiful thing. I wanted to bring that up first. I know half the league would be interested, but. Not maybe not the full league, but what the full league would be interested in. Transition. Yeah. How, how about a nine person mock? And the this is the last. We're only twelve days away. This is the last podcast before keeper podcast. Oh wow! I, I didn't even realize that. Like it's it's crazy. Time's flying. But you know the the cool thing is is um. So what my process? I'm following. The, I'm trying to follow the same process I did for the draft last year because I, I I felt like I had I was comfortable. And then, um, you know, I, you know, you make changes every year, but I felt, I felt okay with what I did last year. So like I reset my rankings this weekend and I'll reset them again a couple of days before the draft. So then I'll add my tears in, but like I reset the rankings this weekend and, you know, I was telling you, I felt like highly uncomfortable with, with like where I thought I was in terms of like prepping. So I feel a little bit better now that I did that. So you're, yeah, you're peaking at the right time. As they say in the fight game, you're just, you're uh, peak week. It's peak week. Out. I'm trying, you know, you just got all these heavyweight champions, like, snagging players from you. <laughs> well, so I've gotten notices from Fat Overrated and Goalie who both love this mock. The way they're just, Goalie is a more humble, uh, you know, he's just saying he likes the way it goes. And we got FNO who's basically saying, like, I feel like I did three years ago when I was rooting against him when he was just so, like, oh, this is easy, fish in a barrel. So he's just feeling it right now, Fat Overrated. So he, he loves the mock. When, when he gets rolling, like you say, <laughs> supreme confidence. <laughs> Forget about it. I when he said that, I sent him that. I don't know if you've seen that Vince McMahon meme where he walks with his arms flopping behind his back like Conor McGregor, 
But I said, that's, that's what, man, I sent that one. He's like, he's like, if this is the way the real draft's going to go. He's like, I'm going to be feeling like I did three years ago. And I sent that meme over to him. <laughs> but the, the leagues, I love it because it's, it's, you know, it's, it's peak week because no one's letting him slide on this mock. Everyone's poking everyone to hurry up and make their picks. Well, it's mainly Slingbox. <laughs> well, I'm always ready to. When Slingbox jumps in, I'll jump in too. And uh, Danny's getting most of it, I guess, because he's got the um, the Razor, Palm Pilot, Nokia, whatever he's rolling out there. But um, no, the mock's going good. I mean, I. Did you, did you like my fat finger that I did uh, earlier today? Did, well, actually, it wasn't that long ago. I accidentally picked Hawkinson, but I was like, oh, whatever. Well, yeah, I mean, so I talked to Fat Finger right before I talked to you, and he, he had met, he had, we were. You had just picked that, and we were like, well, that's interesting. It, it, <laughs> I said, I said, I guess I'm not jumbo again. <laughs> well, it's too late. I mean, you're you're pretty far back now, but what would you pick? Because if that happens, like, I can change it really easily. Oh, it's, dude, it's not that big of a deal. It was, it's it's fine. It's just a mock, and I figured I'd screw up the tight ends for people down the road, depending on how deep we got. Yeah, well, thanks a lot for screwing it up. We thought you that's what we were doing. We thought you were just messing it up, just to mess it up, and we're like, oh, No, I God. think, I think I was going to pick, uh, I think I was gonna. I think I was either gonna pick Mooney or, or Thompson. Oh, you might get so him on the way back. Mooney. What's that? You might get Mooney on the way back. What was the other one? Thompson, maybe. Is Thompson still there? I think he was still there. Man, call me an idiot, but which we, we talking about? Michael, Michael, Michael Thompson. Oh, Michael Thomas. And I took Thomas. Uh, oh, yeah, I did, no, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, I took yeah, Thomas, maybe. and uh, but Mooney's still on the board. So Slingbox is yeah. on. Speaking of Slingbox, he's been on the board for a good forty-five minutes right now. So the guy. Oh, wait, I see his green dot. That means he's looking at it. So Slingbox is about to pick in his eighth round here. What's, well, we can, we can criticize his pick. Yeah. Hold, hold on, Nate. Can you wait one second? Yeah. You there? Yeah. Okay. Oh, good times. Um, yeah, what were you – I think I cut you off. What were you talking about there? Oh, nothing. I just – you were asking me who I was going to pick. Okay. Yeah, James Cook. Slingbox just took James Cook. Now Vinny's on the board, with me, and I'm picking for him. Um, Vinny's got Devontae, Mahomes, ATN, Waddle, he's on the Dolphins, Pitts, Monra, Damian Pierce. I took in the seventh starter for Vinny. That's for Vinny. And I think, uh, since Nate's coming up again, I think I want a receiver. Let's just go with Mooney. Let's take him off your hands. All right. I'm actually on the desktop because I can't look at my phone while we're putting the pods. So I'm going to see how this, how I do this. So sorry. Keeping some dead air, dead air, but uh, oh come on, sorry. All right, well I'll do that pick in a second. But anyways, so anything else that jumps out of you, like that you're wondering about, or just you're happy about, like what's your feeling here on this mod? Um, you know, I don't know how serious. Uh, I I probably shouldn't say this because I'm going to shove my hand, but screw it, I'm already going down the track anyway. Yeah. I I, I don't know how serious people are with drafting, but. There's been a number of cases where uh, players that I'm probably going to target got snagged right before I picked. Ooh, so actually, maybe you're not quite as happy as uh, Goalie and FNO as far as getting all the guys you, you want. A couple guys that got snagged. Yeah, but I mean, if, you know, I mean, the guys know what they're doing. They're going to pick those players, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, like you said, now that you're getting those, you're getting those rankings sharp. I guess you're gonna, you're not gonna have to worry about it. You'll have your backup already set. Yeah. I was looking at I, – I, I, it's fun to look at, like, who might be making their, their real picks and who might not. Like, I will say that for my team, because I'm picking for Matt too, but for my team, I um, that receiver, I did a four-receiver run. And McLaurin there. Yeah, you keep picking him. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, I love Terry McLaurin, but I didn't think that he'd be the guy to end up picking. Because um, at that point, I'm already missing out on the guys with better like uh, Sutton goes before me to, to fatten a rate who I'd take there. And Deontay Johnson, I prefer McLaurin and the guys after McLaurin. Now. So basically McLaurin's a legit pick. I really might do the Lamar Jackson or quarterback in the third like that. I might really do that. So though that's all legit. The three run, the cooks, Juju Smith-Suster and Mike Thomas. I like, I like all of them, but I like a lot of guys. So just about tightening up my rankings. Um, yeah. I will say that, I definitely, on a couple of those, didn't do the pick I actually would pick. But I wanted to see where they went after me, you know? So yeah. I let them run a little bit to see where they went. And, uh, yeah, that, that's fun to do, too. Yeah. 
but dangerous because if you do that and a guy falls and you think during the draft, oh, this guy fell here during the mock, and then you don't do it, you, you get swiped, you're not happy about it. Yeah, you just, yeah, you just, it, you just gotta, you gotta get your guy. You gotta get your guy. I mean, that's what comes down to it. But I'm trying to be a little more value basis here. Right? Taking, taking Lamar in the thirds means you're gonna get your guy. Yeah, well, it's just it, like I said, the run, the receivers that I want to take, like if Sutton, Sutton falls, I would have taken Sutton. Um, but he didn't. Um, beforehand, Pittman, I'd take Pittman. I'd take ATN if he fell. Um, so there's guys I would take there, but the, every mock, all those guys are gone, so I end up just taking because I, I, you know, so. Um, hey, let, let me ask you a serious question about Sutton you brought up because this is actually impacting me. So. I'm struggling with my number two pick a little bit. And, you know, Pittman should be a guy on my radar, but I, I kind of have him off the board a little bit because, because I have Taylor. Like, would you, would you, if you had Taylor, would you, would you draft Pittman if you were in my situation? First of all, I love uh, Andrews at 210 now. I talked to you about it last week and I was questioning it, but now that I look more at it, I think that's a great pick. Um, so I don't know if you're serious now, but I do like it there. I would hesitate, and it would definitely be a tiebreaker because, like, a lot of us, I was talking to goalie, too, like, T. Higgins, Pittman, Keenan Allen, they're kind of in the same tier, if you will, and so we're kind of ranking them. So, like, for me, having Taylor just makes me, if I'm close, I just use it as a tiebreaker. Yeah. But if I if I like him clearly, even if it's a small amount, but I like him clearly, then I'll still do it. Um, F and O, if you're asking him, absolutely no. He wouldn't, he doesn't. He hates that. He hates running oh, back receivers in the same. Yeah, he's criticized me about that before. Yeah, so he hates it. I mean, so if it's Pittman and it's like, for instance, Pittman and Higgins are close for me, so I'll take Higgins because I have Taylor. But if I didn't have Taylor, then maybe I go, you know, Pittman. So it's a tiebreaker, I think. Yeah, I, that's that's how I'm that's how I'm doing it. I mean, there's going to be players on the board I can that can bypass Pittman, but I like his upside. You know, he could break out. Yeah, and and statistically. I've seen mixed opinions on if that is bad or good to stack receivers and running backs. Like, I don't think it's inherently bad. I don't think it's inherently good either. But so I mean, if yeah. the right team, if they score enough points, it could be it could be fine. You know, just this. Oh, dude, I I listened to this random pod yesterday actually when I was working on my my board, and I don't remember who the hell it was, but it was a pod that I don't listen to much. But I ran out of episodes for guys I normally listen to. Yeah. And this guy laid into T. Higgins and, and Pippen and said that they were overdrafted and, and he's not touching them. And he walked through, you know, why and it all made sense. But that's his opinion. You know, people can, you know, you can frame things a certain way, but he just was saying those guys are so overdrafted. And so it's like just, you know, about your opinion, I guess. But yeah. And the hitters, too. I mean, like, the guys that are getting. I guess, like, if you're going to consider those guys reaches and the guys that are getting value, like, it's the what doing the mock kind of disappoints me because I, I think that, like, I want to be ahead of some of the hitters and they always, they're too good. Like, I just, uh, yeah. Like, Pittman and Higgins, like, I don't, I mean, in our draft, because our draft's different, I don't think they're being overdrafted where they're going in our draft. Maybe the, the guy, like, the league's that other guy's in, but, um, but that's a hard group, man. I honestly, so, T. Higgins goes 2.9 in our mock. I think that tier is arguable all the way to 4.8. I think 2.9 to 4.8 in our league is all kind of the same tier. And that's a that's a two round, that's a big difference. That's just my personal opinion, of course, but um I think there's two rounds. Like, so I mean, yeah, or Higgins and Pittman overdraft. Like, there's leagues where DJ Moore, who goes 4.8, would go where Pittman goes at 3.3, you know, and me being someone that's higher on Higgins and Pittman, I want people to be all over DJ Moore because a lot of the guys I listened to once they got Baker thought that like, oh, DJ Moore is going to finally score touchdowns this year. And I'm like, hell no. I hope everyone else in my league thinks that, but clearly they don't because he went, in my opinion, pretty late. And uh, yeah, so the hitters are all over it, man. They're all over it. Yeah, I, I would agree. I think there's, there's a couple of tiers and, this draft where the other players are all so close together, you just gotta get your guy. Yeah, like goalie's interesting. He was saying he loved this this um, mock, and he kept. I don't know if you've been keeping track, but he kept Barkley, and he drafted Mixon. And yeah. He, he loves that, and he says because I don't think Cook and Henry will get to me, and I'm cooling on Eckler, so I love the way it went. I'm like, I mean, I'm trying to trade with them possibly, but it seemed like you would. 
keep mixing. If you love that team and you know you're higher on mixing than Barkley, which he used to be, he could have changed his mind. Maybe he's bleeding blue now that it's closer to the season. But he initially liked mixing the way better. Why not keep mixing as a two? And then you're probably right about Cook and Henry, but I would not play Russian roulette that one of those guys does a full of your three pick. Like Eckler, there are plenty of rankings boards where Eckler goes before Henry and Dalvin Cook and whatever way you want to mix them up. Like, so I'm curious why he would do that if he likes his team the way it is. Just take, keep mixing, draft. If you want to draft Barkley, great. If Henry or Cook do fall, just draft them. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know what he's thinking. I haven't talked to him, but I would be happy with Eckler, Henry, or Cook if it, if one of those guys fell to me and I was, I was going with, yeah. with his, with keeping Barkley. And that's, and that's part of the fun too. But yeah, that's the same. Like since he likes mixing better than Eckler anyway, I mean that seems like an odd yeah. thing to do. But yeah, uh, hey, the yeah. hitters are always thinking one step ahead. And sometimes we don't know. Someone's got a savvy plan. But all yeah. my trade well, talks are pretty. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, uh, you know, people are saying that. Eckler's not going to score as much, and, you know, they have that, that rookie there. But, I, you know, who the hell knows? Well, my thing with Mixon, and I'm not high on Mixon um, compared to this mock. I'm not, I don't know if I'm below anyone else, but Mixon was the same guy he's always been, if you look at the numbers, except for he played more games and he scored more touchdowns. And that's saying a lot. I'm not taking that away from him. But, look, uh, that's – I mean – Eckler, I'm just making a counterpoint to Eckler. Eckler won't score as many touchdowns as he did last year. I guess we're like 18 touchdowns. But again, yeah. he's going to get passing work. And if he scores 12, I just feel like the floor is better, you know, than there. So I might personally like Eckler a lot better than Mixon. He's seems like he's soured on him. So um. Yeah, well, yeah, I would agree. I don't think he's going to score as many touchdowns, but people are saying that about Taylor, too. Yeah. Yep. Yep. But uh, no, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if the real draft. Goes Cook Henry top like I I don't I wouldn't be surprised if you took Henry either I I don't know like uh, I'm flip flopping between I I'm flip flopping between Henry and Cook yeah y- yesterday I was yesterday I said I'm taking Cook for sure and today I'm back on Henry yeah well Cook's the more popular one right now everyone likes to hate on Henry but most podcasts default to PPR yeah that's so 100% if we were PPR, we'd take 100%. Yeah, exactly. It's just because we're not PPR, that's the only reason why I'm, I'm probably leading Henry a little bit right now. Yeah, and I love Dalvin Cook. My favorite running back in the league is Dalvin Cook. Love watching him. He's my favorite watch. But if I'm being honest, at Dalvin Cook's best, and he's been a rookie since 17, we've seen a lot of Dalvin Cook, he's never carried a fantasy team. Like Derek Henry for a season and a half till he got hurt was CMC levels of carrying the team because we're in standard league especially. And so, you know, I think that Henry is in the standard league. The argument from his top pick is very strong. But, you know, people like to play the, the injury prediction game. And that's the only reason, you know, everyone's waiting yeah. for that next injury. But that's a dangerous game to play, man. Cook's got the shoulder. There's two kinds of running backs. The ones that have been hurt a bunch and the ones that are about to be. That's all. That, that, that's, a, that's a car wreck of a job description. Like, it's yeah. just it's everybody. But And Tennessee's offensive line isn't as good. This year, and then you know they lost AJ Brown. Yep, yep. So that there's, you know, there's, there's just things are. Things, the more I think about it, things are narrowing a little bit. You know, the on who I would pick. Yeah, so it looks like it might be cooked to you, Danny. I mean, I probably take Henry, but I could see Eckler being the pick there. Um, and knowing Danny, he doesn't know which guy he's taking yet. He's famous for that. He had the number one pick three years in a row, and would never know who he's taking. <laughs> Not never, but a couple times he didn't know who he was taking. He was giving him a hard time, but um, yeah. But I think I, yeah, yeah. That's interesting. If, if Mixon doesn't go to goalie, I'm curious where he falls because I think there's an argument where, for me anyway, Aaron Jones and Chubb and Mixon are all right there, um, and Kamara is starting to make me at least consider it. But um, if I'm there, I'm not. But I'm just playing game here, but. Uh, Oof. So what do you, so yeah, that's interesting. So all my trade talks are pretty much, it's crazy. Uh, people drive hard bargains and there aren't, I just, I thought I'd be able to get a deal done. Um, so the best offer I got, which is a good one, the good offer that I do is if fat and overrated, if Saquon doesn't get kept and Saquon gets to Andy's pick, Andy and me have a trade worked out. That's almost for sure going to happen. 
Um, but goalie, goalie keeps Barkley, which I've tried earlier in this podcast to make claim the white. It doesn't make sense for him either to keep Barkley. Um, he just wasn't offering me, he was offering me a, a pretty low round, kind of a dart throw round. And it's just like, I kind of want to like nothing crazy, but just kind of something I can sink my teeth into versus like a dart throw round. And he's, he's cooled on it. Sweet Swizzle, uh, is 50, 50 for a pick that's lower than Andy. So Best case scenario, Saquon gets thrown back. If Fat and Overrated has a chance to get Saquon, the man Fat and Overrated have a work trade worked out. You gonna you gonna share any of the details? Yeah, I mean I've shared it with everyone I've offered it to, so it doesn't hurt. Um, I'm offering not, my offer is still the same. It's Najee in my three point eight uh, for essentially what is gonna be Saquon. Whether goalie keeps him in trades with me or whether he gets in the draft pool, I'm offering Najee in a three point eight to get Saquon. And I'm asking for a round back. And so that's where the discussion is. Goalie's giving me the lowest round. Swizzle offered a round that is doable, but I don't know if I'd do it. And like I said, FNO's offering the best round, which I'd take. So, um, Najee, and that's actually I said, like, I, I've been shopping Najee, and I'm like, am I influencing people to hate Najee as much as me? Because, like, I think, I thought it was more clearly, like, I don't know. I mean, Mixon's not even a three down back. You know, so I and I get it. Najee's got the crappier offense and Bengals with the I mean, I'm not here to argue everyone's rankings. I'm just being bitter that I tr- trying to offer the sh- a good trade. No one, no one likes me. <laughs> yeah. Except yeah, definitely. Well, I'm I'm sure you're gonna you know put that offer out there when we're on the clock, right? Yeah, I mean it's it's in place. If Saquon's back in the draft and it goes to Fender Reed's turn, me and FNO probably gonna you know announce that trade. Um. Me and goalie still might work something out if he, you know, we have 12 days. A lot can change in 12 days, both directions. Yeah. So uh, we'll see. And I mean, I might, I might, I mean, I offered, I even threw out the idea to, to Johnny, who was talking about how bad the running backs were at the turn. I was like, I'd entertain Najee for Jefferson. If you wanted to lock up a running back at the turn, just straight up. I think I would, that one I'd think about. I would, I wouldn't be sure on that, but I'd think about it. Um, and then uh, I don't drink, Nate, and it's a good thing I don't, because I just am tempted to offer Najee for Javante straight up. <laughs> well, I was tempted to offer Najee Harris to Javante Williams and see if Slingbox even thinks about it, because the way the heavy hitters are, I'm thinking Slingbox is like, no way, he's got another year of keeper value, so I'm like, all right. Gordon's teamed up too, isn't he now? Yeah, I mean, he's, got, he's playing with the cell phone in a sock, but he's practiced fully again today, so. Oh, I thought he, I thought he was hurt for some reason. Yeah, he sat out with the foot for a while, but they, I just, today, they said, I, it's either today or two days in a row he's practiced, so. Yeah, um, I don't know, be careful about reaching out to Sleepbox, he may rip your head off or something. <laughs> Sergeant Sleepbox. <laughs> but I can't, I cannot move Najee, man, people just, I mean. Yeah, well, I don't have anything crazy. to offer. Yeah. There's no trade there for us, but I'd be in on it if, if, if there was. Yeah, and I mean, you got Dalvin Cook at the 1-1. I, it's like, I, don't know if I, I don't know if I'm taking Cook there. Oh, it said, you said you were narrowing. It's not like you are narrowing in on Cook when you are talking down uh, talking down Tennessee there. Like, you no, know. yeah, it's I, I think there – so before it was a lot Henry, and now I've been decided between Henry and Cook. Okay, okay. And how you? Sorry. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I, I don't. I don't know what I'm gonna do. Um, I think the Mark Andrews two ten is legit pick. Um, is it? Can you give us a little peek in your psyche? Is is that Mark Andrews a legit pick? Or are you playing with us? If uh, I, I don't know if he's gonna be there, but either he's gonna be there or a receiver I want's gonna be there, and that's the pick. So, um, it, it's a more the way I see it, someone's gonna slide. I just don't know who it's gonna be. Ooh. So right now, you know, right now the receivers that I that I, I would I would want to pick aren't there, and so that means that Andrews fell, and that's why I was telling Pittman would be a logical guy I could select if I wanted to that guy there, but I got Taylor, so that's kind of part of the the little mini drama for me there with my second rounder. Mm. Okay, well, yeah. So you're clearly not thinking about Josh Jacobs there. John, did you say Josh Jacobs? Yeah. No, I'm not thinking about him there. Although I think. Um, I, I, I think, you know, um, now that you brought that up, it seems like he's kind of walking as the 
the starter there because White played uh, in the last preseason game and Drake is playing behind him. So it seems like he's the man, but he, he's, I don't think he's going to get a lot of passing down work, but he's still probably going to shoot passes. But as long as he can hold off White, you know, he's, I think he may, now, there, now he may be value. Yeah, so he's going to, I'm pretty sure, we've done three mocks, and I'm pretty sure Sinbox took him every time at 3.7. So either he's sticking to faking people out or he, he Jacobs is his pick there. Yeah. Uh, I talked to a hitter earlier. You could probably guess. Obviously, I'm playing around here. But who is thinking about him at three point sooner than 3.7? So uh, people aren't too scared of him. Um, yeah. Make sure you get white if you pick him. Zamir White. Yep. You got to get, get him. and. Um, I think he's a starter next year. Another faller. Like, I'm curious if L. Davis listens is listening. And I'm curious. I thought I, even to him before we did a mock. So I was just making a joke out of nowhere. No context. I, he asked me when we were doing this mock. And I asked him Sunday afternoon. And I said, by then, Antonio Gibson will be in the teens. Because that, it was hot off the, the Gibson just vomiting on the field. Yeah. And he took him at 5'10". I'm like, is that... He went lower in our last mock, and so I'm like, I think Johnny might be throwing some uh, curveballs at us. Maybe not. Maybe he thinks that's uh, a great value. Maybe he is a great value. He, he can't question the former goat, but um, that was an interesting pick. Yeah, I don't know about that guy, man. I, I, I don't plan on taking him unless it's where it gets later in the draft. Yeah, well, a couple weeks ago, I brought up to you like university hated guys. I mean, he's the he's top of the list this year. Gibson yeah. is. No one seems to like him. And all the bad news keeps piling on. It was already yeah. bad, and then he fumbles. Like, so I mean, yeah, yeah it's all bad for him. I don't know. I think five ten is going to be. I don't think he's going to go there. Go there, yeah. but um, yeah, I'm just looking at everyone's draft and some of that stuff. That was one that caught my eye. And Kenneth Walker going earlier than ever to him at six point one. He did that turn there. That's going to be interesting because Rashad, Rashad Penny is growing, supposed to be minor. And uh, those other third-down backs are getting worked. DJ Dallas and Travis Homer, so uh, I'm pretty much going to cross out all Seahawks from my... It's probably a good strategy. Because I almost was like, okay, I'll take a running back. I just don't want to look at their passing game. But like now I'm like, I don't want anything to do with any of them. I want to see what everyone else does there. How about Tyra Lockett? Jesus. It's like I almost want to draft that guy home he was traded. Like, like why, why even hang on to him? Like, just trade him already. And, and we're and we're at the spot in our mock. Um, Swizzles on the clock at eight point seven, and the guys like Mooney just went that I took. Um, I don't know quite yet, but I'd say around nine ten. Lockett's just going to get picked just because. Why not? Like he's still on the board. He's very good. Um, yeah, it's just a, yeah. I know. I, I mean, I like him. I've had him before. Just so here's here's yeah. Here's who ADP sleeper has Drake London. Rashad Bateman, DeAndre Hopkins, Traylon Burks, Devontae Smith, Elijah Moore, Hunter Renfro. That's all before, and then it's Tyler Lockett. Um, some good players there, though. Good players. Um, players with that, some players with that side. Yeah, I, I guess I take one, two. I take two of those guys before Lockett. Maybe three. I take three of those guys before Lockett. So I, I guess Lockett's going to be more like a 10th round. I mean, Man, it's crazy, but uh, yeah, it's, it's crazy. I, I'm I, more than ever like running back to me. I, I'm trying to think about if I want to reach at someone three point eight and make it what I think is a reach because it seems so top and bottom heavy. Like the middle just seems scooped out. Like they talked about red z- or dead zone running backs is a hot buzzword. I just feel like there's anyone even there in the dead zone. It feels like it's just like there's nothing at all. Like it feels like it's the top of the draft and the bottom of a bunch of flyers. But man, yeah, that's what I'm worried about because I'm gonna unless I reach with my second round pick, I don't, I don't know when the next time is I'm taking money back. Yeah, I like what you. Gonna, I'm yeah. only gonna have two on the roster. I like what you exactly what you did as it went. Like Edward Solari is a, basically in the sixth, top of seventh. I mean, I think that's. You played it right. I mean, that's. I like that pick there. I think that's that's well played. That's about where you want to take him for a good value, and, and he's not going to like kill you if he ends up being crappy. But um, yeah, I mean, hey, yeah, go ahead. 
Hey, before I forget, did we ever decide if we're doing the clock this year? Hey, I think we're just going to go with uh, no clock and then bring it in when we need it like last year. Okay. Sounds like um, no one's too – there was a couple responses on text, but no one's going nuts about it. So, you know, let's, let's if it's going fast, let it roll. Like Danny mentioned in the text, um, you know, mid-late rounds, it can get a little taxing. So what we might do is do like three rounds, four rounds, take a break, a couple more rounds, take a break, and then just introduce that clock after a break. And uh, so everyone prepare for the clock. Prepare for the clock, but we probably won't start with it. Let's put it that way. Prepare for the clock, but don't start. We won't start with it. That's what I'm thinking. Have you had any further thought on it? No, I mean, uh, only other than if things are rolling along and we got a groove, we may not even need the clock. Yeah. But if somebody that. does a 20-minute pick, then, you know, we need the clock. Yep. I tend to think with the smaller room, and I still haven't heard back from Vinny. Um, note there, Vinny, if you listen to this, let me know if you're making the draft, but... And Vinny might not even know. I know his, you know, schedules the way they go. He might not know until the last second. But, um, but yeah, I think a smaller room too. If we're, if we're we're looking at six or seven. It seems like it helps the time, right? I remember in the whole we would have more like nine or ten. I think guys could hide in the corner and like we kind of forgot who's on the clock, and it's fifteen minutes later. Um, but we'll see. We do got some remote guys, and with three remote guys, you want to be careful with the clock and stuff. But. Um, Hey, man, it's a penalty for not making the draft. You, got, you might have to deal with the clock even if you're offside. <laughs> uh, Keeper-wise, it seems like we're still kind of... I think Vinny confirmed Fournette because he was chiming in on Fournette in that tech screen. Oh, yeah, hey, about that. I didn't see any reports that he requested a trade. Was that Did he actually request a trade? No, I was just making a joke, a fat joke, because French fries oh, okay. and... French fries were on his line in front of me. Probably want to run behind him, but <laughs> <laughs> so just a fat joke. And it's fat shaming of Leonard Fournette, and then people jumped on. But no, I was just yeah, there was no talk of. Yeah, I was like, what did I miss? In fact, all I see is more news that Fournette's just locked in. I mean, Rashad White, I still think is good, like from what I watched on the videotape, and uh, but he's playing fourth, so I'm not really afraid of Bernard or um, Keyshawn Vaughn. So I think Fournette's like. 11th round is super value. Pitts is good value. So, yeah, I think, hell, I mean, goalie's a little bit of a question with the mix and Barkley thing. Um, I think that Johnny is on the fence with Diggs and um, ATN. I think with, with, with who else? Whatever, what else would he do? Jefferson's a lock as a 13. And so, well, I think. I mean, Johnny does, he does like to take different angles, but I just don't see, I mean, Jefferson's just got to be locked in. So, um, Diggs is the second keeper at 7.10 so it's at the end of 7 even but uh, ATN's a 15 and he doesn't like the turn for running back so he can keep ATN I think that could be a surprise keeper oh I, I get you yeah, yeah. That, that's, that makes sense and Diggs could go back in and Diggs is an interesting pick if he goes back in that's for sure I'd like to see yeah, these a seats. lot of people have him in the, the tier 1 wide receivers yeah yeah. I see him mostly ranked above Devontae who I think goes in the first round our league, so I, I would I would think he's above him too. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, so we got that keeper, protege's locked in, I'm locked in. Um Slingbox seems locked in. F and O seems locked in with Evans now and, and Connor. I think he's uh the last time he tried Kadarius Tony and Connor, I think he's given up the ghost on that. Tony just can't stay healthy, stay on the field. Swizzle <sighs> it I thought it was obvious to switch to Williams after the first mock. And the more I did a little research on Andrews after our talk last time, I don't think he switches back to Andrews as a five, but if he did, I wouldn't be like, he could keep Andrews and draft Mike Williams if he wanted him as high as two or even three. So I wouldn't be shocked if he switches back to Andrews, but, um, don't know. So this was a little bit of a question, I'd say. Do you have any thoughts on that? If, if you were him, he's got C.D. Lamb as a 10, kind of locked in. Do you like Williams as an 11 or Andrews as a 5? 5. 5.4 for him. Or, uh, yeah, 5.4. Um, without putting too much thought to it, I would say Williams. And maybe why I'm saying that is I thought he was going to keep Andrews, and so I was looking at Williams pretty close, closely, and then, you know, he's in the AFC West, so I see him a lot, and 
he was a guy I was probably going to target. So, so just, just familiarity there, and I thought that he, the, the big play potential, I, I just think he's going to, I think he's going to catch more passes and also, you know, be a big play guy too. So this year. it sounds like the round value is the decider. So let's just say both of them are in the draft and you're 210. Take Andrews or Mike Williams at your 210. Oof. Probably Williams. Okay. So he's definitely who you keep if you're swizzled in. That would answer yeah. that. Okay. Yeah, but, you know, I want to put the disclaimer out there. This is serious, though. It's like I hadn't given much thought to Andrews until recently, so I'm kind of warming up to that idea in, in a round two. But, like, Williams, yeah, Williams has a chance to really break out. But then you, you could also have the number one tight end, but you could also say, you know, Kelsey's. There's a lot of vacated targets there, so he may have a good year, too, but we'll see. Yeah, well, is it fair to say that the mocks were the door, the gateway to more Mark Andrews research? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm starting to look into them now. I've had um, that happen too. I've had that same thing happen. Yeah, because you know, I, I I got in the back of my head probably why you're locked into Lamar Jackson after going back to that big run heavy offense, but he he played, you know, he's played well in that in the past. So yeah, and of course the big thing of uh, you know, Marquise Brown leaving. Rashad Bateman's a second-year breakout, but let's just be real. He hasn't broke out yet. So, I mean, Mark Andrews and Bateman, maybe it's a four-man's Kelsey and Tyreek Hill two-man game. Because the rest of the receiving core, oh, my God. Let me just – I'm going to use a sleep wrap to look, if I can look up a team real quick here. I don't know how to exactly – I guess I don't know how to do it. I'm trying to look at the sleep. But the point is, if you look at Baltimore's receivers after Bateman, it's like, who? Like, who are these guys? So – I mean, like I said, I did some more Andrews research, and I'm like, you know, if Bateman breaks out, Andrews still has a good floor. And if Bateman's just good, not great, Andrews could be the one in that offense as far as a pass catcher. So, I'm in. I, I, I do think i go Mike Williams over him. Just like basically the same exact thought process you have there. But, you yeah. know, different strokes. Just wondering where you were. Yeah. Mm. But I think, both, I think both guys should be good regardless. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think so. I'm looking for board here. Anything else that jumped out at me? I don't want to be too... We're getting closer to the draft. I don't want to be too convincing on anybody because, you know, sometimes that happens. But uh, What about with the... Uh, any, any team stand out to you in this mock so far? You know, I always make the comment the last uh, few years especially, basically since you've been in the league. Actually, no, you know, that, that's exactly when. When you and Protégé got in the league, I can say with honesty that when we get done with our drafts, all the teams look fine. And that's why I always harp on week one. I'm like, it goes from everyone looks good to like half the teams might look okay. Like it instantly happens. Like, you know, I love week one for that, but no. So no, I, I have favorites. I don't think any of them are bad. Cause we had guys before you and protege. And even before that, there were time, there was guys that you would just look at and be like, okay, that team's just, this is bad. Uh, but I would say, your team's impossible to hate because with, with Dalvin, Jonathan Taylor, and Cup, start, you like even if you don't like the guys you put in between, like your team's instantly likable. It's just got to, it's just it is what it is. You got you know Cup, Taylor, Cup right off the bat. So I you, I gotta like that. Um, Danny's team's not my favorite only because I am high on T Higgins, but it is it is hard for one team to have two top ten receivers. It only happens once or twice a year at most, sometimes zero. Higgins is my bet to do that, and he's got Keenan Allen with Mike Williams there. He's got Marquise Brown, who will have Hopkins there, and Allen Robinson's got Cup. So I like one or two of those guys to hit, but if he's, I don't think all of them will hit. Not that anyone will, but at least to my eyes. Um, so Danny's not my favorite. You know, don't hate it. I don't hate any of them. So I guess Danny, I like yours. Um, I'm trying to scrutinize your if I would have done Judy there. Let me see. Um, and I'm fine with your Judy pick. I actually liked your Judy pick. I like your Hilaire right. pick. So outside of Hawkinson, love your team. <laughs> the reason why I was asking is I was flipping through the teams earlier today, uh, and I was like, you know, I'm not hating on any of these teams. They all look pretty good. Yeah, absolutely. I'd say I like yours the best. I'm going to say I don't hate any of them, so let's just say middle of the road. Danny, middle of the road, I am. Uh, Goalie, I'm middle of the road on. Um. Swizzle, middle of the road on. 
I like Fat and Overrated Steam, except Metcalf and Cooper are guys I'm not touching, so I, they bring them back towards the middle for me. So he's kind of middle too. Um, I drafted Vinny's team, and I'm middle of the road on that. Slingbox's team, I like. I like. It's fun. I want a fun team, and I think he's got a fun team there. Um, Javante is a big part of that. Gabe Davis, big part of that. James Cook, big part. So, I mean, I, I, I like him, Chubb. I like him, Chubb's value at 1.7. Um, the team I've drafted so far, if I drafted who exactly who I wanted, I would be okay on it. But, you know, I've kept ones and twos before. It, like It's hard to like my team a ton when I keep a one and a two. Yeah. It just feels thin. So, like, I'm able to run on my own team. So, we're, if you would have made the original picks that you not the original, but if you would have made the picks that you really wanted there, were guys falling to you that you were going to target? Um, one through four is legit. Like, one four is exactly what I'd do if it went like that. There's no... There's who, no... Who, uh, who do you have in the fourth? McLaurin. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so I'm, that's all legit. Um, the five, six, seven receivers I took would look slightly different. I don't dislike who I drafted, but... Again, like you're saying, like you got to be exacting on your rankings on draft day. So if I'm being exact to the actual player, it's not how it would have fallen for me. Oh uh, man, there's a good chance those first four players could be your team then. Yeah, very good chance. Very good chance. Very good chance. Um, and then after that, it could change. Like Cooks would probably be a different pick, but not for sure. Depending on who's there, um, I could go. Ahead, I mean, I could say this. Like I picked Juju, who I like. And I want to see where Gabe Davis goes if I don't pick him. And he went right after it. So I would likely take Gabe Davis ahead of Slingbox in round six if that's how it falls. And uh, if 12 days there's something that changes hype, I would go to five. I wouldn't go to four for Gabe Davis, but I might do five. Um, Michael Thomas is going to be a guy that I don't think this mock will ever help anyone because I think he has 12 days to get a nice old steam of, head of steam going to get some hype if he stays healthy and keeps looking good. I mean, I think he, he, he's not even a bit. I don't think he, I think he'll go around ahead of my 7.8, but. Um, and then Damian Harris. So, Nate, seriously, why I like doing the mock in these rounds. Like, the Damian Harris pick was probably legit, but it, it's one where it makes me want to tighten the screws on my rankings because I didn't like it. Like, I, I, the running backs we talked about, like I said, like, I just, after the early, early picks, I'm like, oh, I don't want anyone. And so, um, I'm having trouble round eight. I'm struggling. I'm not ready. Yeah, it's uh, it's tough out there. You know, I'm not ready. Um, now I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, that's, that's a good run down there. But I guess when it comes down to it, Nate, your keepers are so good, and you got the first pick. So your team, it's the your team and everybody else for me right now. No, that's that's not true. I mean, I could, you know what. If I pick Henry or Cook, one of those guys could get hurt easily, you know. Oh yeah, uh, there's, that's every there's, team. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's, there's likely natural regression with with Cup and Taylor. Right, but you get yeah. Yeah, you know I could screw up some picks. I mean, I'm vulnerable like everyone else. Yeah, that well, there's no doubt about that. Like you said, that's the well put. Like everyone's vulnerable. You you're along with everyone else, but we're talking about just what we can see on the screen. And like if you wrote no team owner names and you wrote. Team A has the RB1, the WR1, and the first pick. <laughs> it's hard to like not think that team should look far and away the best, at least I, until I week one. I think I don't think Cubs the uh, wide receiver one anymore, isn't it, Jefferson? I meant um, as far as like last year, you know, like going into oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But no, you're right. I mean, rankings. I think I've seen Jefferson Cup flip flops. I've seen. Someone really gets crazy, not crazy. Someone gets a little ballsy, they put Chase number one. But those three are the top tier. Um, so you keeping Cup, like if you're drafting, is Cup not your one? You go Jefferson? Uh, you know, I think I'd probably pick Cup just because okay. he's actually done it. And, um, it, you know, unless, unless there was like some reports of Stafford still being hurt around our draft time. But, uh, you know, Jefferson's obviously done it. So has Chase, but they just haven't put up those big touchdown numbers yet. So I'd go, I'd, I'd go, I'd go Cup. I think so. Um, still. 
Yeah, I just, I'm putting a lot of stock in that Stafford injury. It's apparently better already, but I don't know, man. Arm troubles for a quarterback, you got to give it at least a 5% chance of being recurring. And it's like, yeah. that little bit when they're so close, it's like, oh, I think I'd take Jefferson. But Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's a possibility. Yeah, yeah. Well, Nate, um, other than that, you talked a lot about the players, you talked about keepers. Um, the Almanac's coming along. I set up the new draft board so on the Almanac, and uh, I got to still do last year's standings and stuff like that. I'll be ready for draft on that. Um, we got at least you and Goalie, it sounds like, doing food. I'll do obviously try to contribute. I know other hitters will, too. I think we'll be good on food. <sighs> other than that, the big question is, will Matt be there? Green balls? And um, that might – I'll put this out there as a piece of housekeeping. The plan would be to do it – we usually do it around 6. That would be the normal plan. Hypothetically, if Vinny can't make it, and if it fit all of the remote people well, – actually, I, I misspoke. It's 7 or 8 will have in person. I'm sorry. Phantom Ray's going to be here. So um, my point, though, being is if like – because I know Protege and Johnny have a big tournament that weekend. I, it's Sunday, but they got to do – there's work, workouts the day before, too. So – there's a little – I got to talk to those guys, but if there's three guys off-site and going earlier is better for them, of course, we got to entertain that. So hopefully that works for everybody, but probably 6 o'clock-ish. Let's hopefully leave it a little flexible, though. That makes sense? I'm stuttering all over the place here. Yeah, that's fine. Sounds good. Okay. I'm, I'm good with whatever because I'm on vacation the next week. Yeah, I got I got the day – I took the day before off, took the Friday off. Get my got my rankings lined up. Get every, get the house ready. What um, uh, what time do you want people showing up? Well, if we do if we do six, which we usually do, I'm probably good at like I usually say three. It's fine with me. Three hours before, if you someone really wants to come early, I I could. I mean, as you know, Nate, me and you could talk, and everyone else could talk for three hours, no problem. So I'd say three is a good easy time. And then, uh, you know, if the, if, the, if protege Matt and uh, Al Davis, if they have planning to change will adjust, but as it stands now, I'd say I'd open the doors at three, draft at six, you know, something like that. Sounds good to me. Yeah, yeah. Um, hey, before before we go, um, how do you want to handle the keeper pod? Do you want me and you to log in and announce our keepers since our, ours are straightforward again, and then and then you get to add people in? Yeah, I think we, didn't we do it where we. Um, I'm thinking we set up our time. We were thinking Thursday, so hopefully that still works for everybody. Um, do a Thursday evening, get one other person in, and uh, and then announce it to them, and then the other person slide in. Isn't that how we did it? Yeah. Okay. So me and you have 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 joined, and then we announce. Um, I, I think you just been adding me because our keepers are straightforward, and then and then you 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 pull another guy in, and then we all go through the keepers, and you keep pulling people in. And I think you are saving you know, the controversial people for the end. Yeah, I think maybe I I could I could just text somebody my keepers, and then and then you could announce first. Why well, is we could just I think we I'm sorry I'm. I think we just invite we just everyone can get in. Like we don't have to do one at a time. Let them in. I think we just let people in as they show up, right? Just shoot the shit, I and mean, we don't have to go one at a time. I don't think. Oh, we did that though. I'm sorry. Yeah, well, we could do that. But anyways, point point being, I'll text someone, and so then I can announce for or you can announce first to me, and since I have it texted out, I can't be affected by it. Yeah, we'll do that. Yeah, I think one year, one year when we did it, I think you were worried about someone's. Keepers affecting someone else, and so you were adding them in one by one. But if you want to add in people as they join, that's fine too. Yeah, yeah. But at least that the beginning part will do that. I'll text somebody, and then you'll be first to announce, and then I could have mine texted out. So just whoever I text will know if I change it. Basically, you know. Okay. So, but um, are you thinking about changing? No, no. Look, I I guess I, I feel like I hate Harris so much. Everyone else hates Harris. He has a lot, there's a lot of reasons, there's a lot of reasons to hate him, I get it. Um, but like, I, I still think having him, you know, triggering him and McCaffrey is my one and two is the best bet. I mean, I have 
two of the two of the I think I want to say it's on my head here five true three down backs in the whole league. I well, mean, who, who's the true three down backs in our league? Like that we know, not that might be, but who are the true three down backs in the league in the so, NFL? Yeah. Well, he's not getting past the turn, right? Worst case scenario is he's not getting past the turn. So he's probably going before the turn, right? If, if, if you're being back. if you're being drafted, yeah, if you throw him back, yeah, I just don't see how he gets past four pick fourth or fifth pick personally. But oh, you think he goes that high? Yeah, yeah, yeah I do because um, yeah, I do um, yeah, I don't, mm, yeah. I, I think that my pick's eight. I don't see there's any way he would get past my eight pick. I think he's a fourth or fifth pick. Maybe I'm overestimating he's a three-down back. I'll end up with him and be happy about it, I guess. But, damn, there's only five of those guys in the league, I believe. Like, Because uh, I'm not taking Mixon over him. And I'm not taking – I like Aaron Jones a lot. But I want to take an Aaron Jones over him. He's splitting with Dylan. Chubb's splitting like he does every year. Like, I get these guys have other reasons they might like him better, but I just can't see Najee not going before those three guys in our league. It just, yeah. To me, it's it's Dalvin. It's if I'm drafting, it's Dalvin. It's well, if I'm drafting, it goes Dalvin Henry. No, Dalvin Saquon Henry Eckler Najee Eckler Najee is tough. Eckler and Najee is tough for me. I'm a little lower on Eckler, too, than, like, Bully is maybe, but, because I think the Chargers do want to lessen his workload. They just couldn't find someone last year. I really think they want to, so I I like Najee even up there, so it's like, I got to keep him, to answer your question. He would get drafted in the top five picks, in my opinion, no doubt, and uh, I got to keep him. It gives me McCaffrey, too. You're picking Saquon ahead of uh, Henry? I think so. Yep. I think so. I mean, I'm... God, I'm the, I'm the highest on Barkley of anyone I've seen, and I still can't get anyone to trade me trade him to me. But <laughs> I'm just being a baby. No, fan overrated has a good deal out there. Like I hope, I hope Billy doesn't keep him. I hope he gets fan overrated and I hope he can make a deal work. Um, See, you got you got Coley thinking about him. That's the problem. Maybe, maybe. I've always said this when we did these pods and these mocks. I'm like, no one should listen to me. I whiff all the time. I whiff as much as anybody. It's not like anyone should listen to me. But there's something about just the earworm when you hear someone talking about someone. It tends to I'm not. I'm guilty of it too. You know, you try to fight. You know, but so maybe I don't know. But uh, yeah, I'm pretty locked in. I mean, I entertained. What if I kept Kelsey and did Kelsey one and two? But doing these mocks and seeing how badly I want a top running back, it's like I just absolutely have to do Najee. Yeah. Got to do it. Yep. Nate, I got a couple minutes. I got to go. It's 52 minutes in. Do you have any any items at all? No. No, it's uh. We're inside two weeks until the draft, right? Yeah, absolutely. Twelve days. Yeah, I can't wait. Yep, and I will. Uh, let's let's uh, for people listening and we'll figure it out. Someone, I always ask for someone's Zoom uh, administrative Zoom account. And when we Andy, I think did it last year. So Andy, if you listen and you want to do it, maybe you can throw it out there for Thursday evening, and we could uh, again. Hopefully, everyone can show up. We'll do it late. I know Nate, you were barely keeping your eyes open last year, but I don't know. Maybe like uh, you know nine o'clock. That way everyone can put their kids to bed and and for the rest of us we could put our blanket over our pizza ovens and, and then uh, <laughs> yeah, tuck them in. <laughs> Alright, well yeah, let's do it. I mean we're twelve days away and we're ten days away from keepers, so good times. Alright. Talk to you later. Bye, right, Yeah.